Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. So uh, this week, you have a story for us, and it's about <laughs> the concept of uh, correctness versus usefulness. And uh, of course, the obvious thing would be to think that nothing could be useful if it wasn't correct. But I think you might have uh, one of many counterexamples. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I really have to credit my friend, uh, Kevin Lawrence, for this. He's uh, certainly the, the most um, vocal proponent of it uh, I've come across in my career. And, and so much so, I, I think uh, he persuaded me at one point that uh, this might be a good interview question. You know, <laughs> is it more important for our software to be correct versus useful? He said, this is one of those sort of bifurcations of, of people. And th th there's a certain class of people that would always say, uh, look, that doesn't make any sense. It can't possibly be useful if it's not correct, but I think well, it, that's not actually true. And I actually have a, an example of this right now. What we're doing, I think this is, and I think this is a very relevant and important topic for developers on agile teams because we're trying to provide client value, and that often means having things that are useful, even if not perfectly correct. And in the current project that uh, I'm working on, the current product, we had a really good example of this which is we had a place where we're aggregating data together and you can sort it in different ways. And one of the aggregations, you could have two ways to sort it. You could sort it by you know, a, a volume of uh, ac actions or the value of those actions, the sum, you're, you're summing across many of these different things. And in the aggregation, you have these two sorts. And the way that we implemented initially was, was it's a um, this list and you have the two ways to sort. Now, the, the thing was the way that we were populating it is we would uh, query and pull back the top 20 items by um, volume. And now uh, people might already see this. Some of the problem here is if we then go and sort the uh, that same list uh, by value, we so might you're not actually... querying again. You're, exactly. you're, you're just taking the same list and, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be incorrect. Exactly. That's right. Because there will be that, you know, uh, um, some of the items that should have made the top 20 by, by value, they don't show up. And so in it, we're showing incorrect information. And there's a, a way and when you look at that and say, Oh, that's, that's, you know, that's bad. You're trying to give people information. Uh, but it's, this is not, this is, and this is a mistake. And, and, and it is. Um, however, it's still very useful <laughs> because in uh, the, the, the way this works is you're mo more likely to have the highest value uh, line item also be the highest volume. Those things are pretty well correlated. And so mistakes that we make, you know, they're not going to be in the top five. They're more likely to be down number 18, 19, something like that. Um, and, and so we were able to get this done faster, get it out. And, you know, that was good. We, we got feedback on it and, uh, and we're able to move ahead and, and learn a lot uh, from our clients uh, through our, our, our beta period and through trials. So it's been very, very useful to have that out. Now, interestingly, this came up uh, recently for us, which is why this is in my mind. This is a decision we made uh, quite a long time ago, but it came up recently because we were looking at something and we were we, we definitely found a problem where this was, uh, we wanted to address it. We said, you know, this, it was time for us to do this level of refinement. Now, the, the interesting part is the way that we decided to initially address it was to expand the query size <laughs> from rather than the, rather than really quote unquote, fixing it, making it correct. What we did is we made it more useful by uh, returning more items. So rather than having well, a list and, of 20 and, items. And of course, at that point, you also made it more incorrect. Yeah, that's a, that's a funny thing because now that we query 250 items, we're actually far more likely to have errors. We have many more mistakes. 
Um, but the good news is those mistakes are down now at, at you know, it was before they would have been like, say, uh, 15 out of 20. Now they're like at 100 out of 250. So they're in a one sense, they're, they're at a higher level on the list by percentage, but they're much lower practically. And so on one hand, we've made things worse by bringing in more incorrect errors when we sort the other way, but uh, we've also made it more useful. So I think this is an example where we've just uh, done this in, in the past week. Uh, so it's very much my mind as an example of where uh, making a, a trade-off to make something useful and, and more useful was a, a cheaper option for us and, and in the context better than uh, you know, revisiting and trying to do the work to make it correct. Now, which I assume that we will do at some point when that becomes the most useful thing we can do. <laughs> or it may be that you live with the wrong answers for a long, long time. Yeah, well, well, those two things, those, those things are possible because it's, it's it's kind of we face this choice. We have a list of things we could do. We have many items we can do to make things more useful. And at what point is making this correct the most useful thing we can do? There will come a day when that's the most useful thing we can do. But I can re reassure you that it's it's not today. And this leads to many thoughts for me. Uh, one is that uh, I often have a terrible time convincing clients that this is worth con considering because I, I wind up talking to a lot of people who are in the correct rather than useful category. And uh, they are, they're quite tenacious in their belief that uh, things must be correct. One thing that I often find useful is to point out to them that there are lots of things that they use every day that are not correct. Um, for example, the uh, um, uh, person who designed uh, the, the building they're in almost certainly did not have uh, exact figures for the load-bearing struts or the, uh, the beams or, or something like that. They had approximate figures. Um, the satellite navigation that you have in your car is tremendously useful, but usually a little bit out of date. Um, and the traffic information that it might give you, um, at least for me, uh, it often will show me that there's going to be traffic ahead and I can see it's clear. Well, that's because it hasn't updated yet. That doesn't mean that traffic information isn't useful. It just means that um, it, it, I can correct for its inaccuracies, but it still is tremendously helpful to have. Because in many cases, it does tell me where there's traffic. It does tell me about the, the correct route to use, even if it doesn't know about the new roundabout that was just built outside my house. So th those sorts of things uh, are imperfect, but tremendously useful, and we're used to them. It's in areas that are novel or areas that we're um, feeling less comfortable about or where there's uh, embarrassment or threat for us if it's, if it's wrong, that we tend to cling to this notion that it has to be correct. I really, I really like your examples because what they brought to mind me was um, Daniel Kahneman and thinking fast and slow and that, uh, that we have these, uh, this fast system to allow us to make um, heuristics that let us make decisions. And uh, I think a lot of people, when they read that book and they, they learn about how cognitive biases come, come about and they think, well, you know, this is really bad that we have these, these heuristics. We really, you know, should try to be correct all the time. Let's get rid of all of our cognitive biases. We should have none of them ever. <laughs> That's right. But it misses the point that the book makes, but there's a trade-off, which is you're making these heuristics and it's how you navigate the world all the time. And the fact that they're not correct is an acceptable trade-off to be able to make progress in, in things like crossing the street <laughs> in, in, in your day-to-day -day life. You're making decisions using heuristics that are uh, more useful than correct. And, uh, and I think um, that's, a, that's what was, a, was something that came to mind me with your example of the, uh, the GPS. Uh, we, we don't need it to be perfect. We just need it to, to, to be better than not having it. 
And I think there's a lot of cases, and I think that's with the, the idea of um, early delivery of value and uh, is, is really tied up with this idea that we can start um, providing utility and value to uh, our users and clients a lot sooner than we often choose to do. And, it, and a lot of times, as you say, that this, this idea is um, a sense that we, well, we want it to be right. We want it to be correct. We want it to be whole and complete. And um, but that empathy for our users, empathy for the people who will get to the, who will get that partial value, uh, can be a way forward. It reminds me of a famous article called "Worse Is Better," which is all about uh, com- competition between Lisp um, uh, software companies and C software companies. Uh, many years ago, when those were uh, prominent software uh, ecosystems, and the the, the Lispers uh, w- would be aiming for correctness, and the Seers were quite happy to have messy pointers and occasional crashes and all kinds of crazy things happening in their software, but they got it out quickly, and it was useful. And then they could fix it. And uh, that is, as I understand it, the point of the article, that it, it's better to be useful and out there and getting feedback and learning than it is to be exactly correct. And, and in fact, users agree with you. Yes. And, and, I, and if I think back to the origins of Agile, because you know, my career goes back to the uh, uh, late 90s when it was very waterfall and you had this reams of of, uh, <laughs> of of paper on the exact requirements and the idea of having everything perfectly specified we would know up front it was it was it was that attachment to being correct i think was part of what made that process so slow <laughs> and uh and the the move towards you know let, let's let's make uh, things imperfect but but be learning to pay to learn uh is one of those elements i think um to me, the, the, the idea of utility over, over correctness. Fantastic. Well, if listeners are uh, violently uh, uh, thrashing their podcast devices and telling us we're completely wrong, we'd, we'd really like to hear about it. If you think correctness is better than utility, please let us know. We'd, we'd like to hear that point of view. Uh, if you're struggling with others and helping them to uh, see that yeah, perhaps they could, should consider usefulness before correctness, we'd like to hear from you too. You can get us at uh, agileconversations.com. You'll find their email and Twitter and LinkedIn and I don't know what else, all kinds of different ways to find us and free videos and other fun things as well. And we'll be back next Wednesday with another edition of Troubleshooting Agile. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, girl.